This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hello. Hey, this is it, huh? The summer is... Basically over. Who cares, quite frankly? You know, do you live for the weather? It doesn't really matter all that much. Uh, I, 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 I lived in Arizona for a while. We didn't have spring. We didn't have summer. We didn't have fall. It was all like one big long summer. It doesn't matter. People hinge their entire lives around whether it's raining or not. I just don't care. I'm oblivious to it. I, I, I still can't believe we have the weatherman. Do we have we? Did you notice we don't have a meteorologist here at WABC? I think that's good. Anybody can look at their phone and figure out the weather if they want to in about eight seconds. Hey, uh, no launch into outer space today. About time we go back to the moon and we can thank Donald Trump, actually, for this uh, reinvigoration of NASA. You know, we were going to just spend send little uh, drones up to Mars for the uh, for the next 200 years. Now we're finally doing something cool again, sending people to the moon. Now, uh, they scrubbed the launch this morning, and it wasn't technically people. It was uh, mannequins, uh, crash test dummies, crash test dummies, crash test dummies, though, of a certain gender, female, and a certain color. Color! People of color and uh, women. You look at NASA's homepage. You know, President Trump is no longer president, so it isn't about people. It isn't about Americans. It's about women of color, and uh, all that stuff, gender this, gender, uh, it's all about, okay, we're going to have the first uterus on the moon. Who cares? I just want an American person up there. Do not care what he or she looks like. Are we still going to make a big deal out of this stuff? I guess we are, but that's just window dressing. The important stuff is we're going back, and we're going back pretty soon. You know, it's uh, this is a test rocket, and then sometime next year, the test rocket will shoot up, orbit the moon, and come back in about 40 days or so. Great. More pictures of the moon. It's the most photographed object <laughs> in the solar system. I guess we need new, more pictures. Whatever. That's. I think it's cool. It's right up there, and it captures my imagination. I'm sorry. More so than right now we're orbiting some asteroid uh, a trillion miles away from here. I just can't get into that. I know it's cool. I know it's being done. But I like to look up at that moon and realize, yeah, we're back there. I, we won't be able to realize that. We won't be able to look like that for a long time. Well, on Friday, it'll take four days to get there. And again, it's just a bunch of mannequins, but it's cool. And then the next mission will actually be human beings, and the human beings will orbit the moon. They won't land. They won't walk around, but they'll, uh, they'll spin around for a while, and then they'll come back. And then Artemis three. Artemis being the twin sister of Apollo. Artemis. Nice name. We used to have an Artemis who worked here. Um, Artemis three will actually be the person of color and the woman get to walk around on the moon. I, I just, I don't care. And as a matter of fact, I am rooting for 
somebody, I never met them, but there's a person from Long Island. Why do I like this individual? I like them because they're from Long Island, because they were a Marine Corps pilot just like me. They actually grew up in my hometown, Baldwin. I could care. And she happens to be a person of color, I guess, technically. That's the last thing I would, I, I, I don't, do you? Does it matter? That's the way we're going to look at things from now on. Just check boxes. It's the easiest thing in the world to come around with your little clipboard and count what everybody looks like. Oh, I see you have only you have, uh, nine white men here and only two women and only one Hispanic. There's a problem there. Is it? Is it? And you just made yourself feel really powerful and important and virtuous by going around with your stupid clipboard. How about where were you on the back end when we were hiring these people, when we were building the business that actually enabled us, the blood, sweat, and tears to actually hire these folks? I'm sorry you're disappointed that they don't look like you or whatever the hell the current saying is. But isn't that the important part? Building, building, creating. Oh, gosh. It is. um, It's interesting. Hey, I was watching the fake news yesterday and we finally got an admission from Adam Kinzinger. I don't know if this is a Freudian slip or what, but give me the short clip of him yesterday on uh, Meet the Press. I, we said this out loud. I'm like, wow, this is this truly is what the swamp is afraid of. Go ahead with that. I'm so glad I sent you guys these clips hours ago, but that's all right. Um, Adam Kinzinger said the threat to America is democracy. The threat to America is democracy. That's kind of interesting, right? The threat to America is democracy. They've always been saying um, Donald Trump is a threat to democracy, but he came out and said, the threat to America is democracy, and that really is true when it comes to the swamp. They want to be in control, not us, them, the people who know better, the people who are unelected, the men and women of the FBI, all that nonsense, right? The men and women of the intelligence community, the men and women of the State Department, the men and women of the National Archives, the men and women of the swamp, the men and women. Shut up about the men and women. You know, it's funny. I looked up uh, Christopher Ray, who's the FBI director. I looked up his uh, first hearing when he was sworn in back in 2017, his first confirmation hearing. And, uh, oh, boy, he's he's just committed to working with the committee. Yes, yes, Senator Grassley. Of course, Senator Grassley, whatever you want. Senator Grassley, I'm available 24-7. Senator Grassley, yes, indeed, Senator Grassley. Of course, yes, Senator. I I understand, Senator Grassley. Oh, absolutely, Senator Grassley. Fast forward to uh, right now, Senator Grassley. Uh, could you possibly, you know, help us for another half hour, uh, Senator? I got to catch a plane. Well, uh, but we have senators who have questions. Uh, yeah, but uh, I got to go. <laughs> they got the power, and they don't care. It's interesting, right? You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, senators and members of Congress. Are you? Of course not. But they are elected. They do represent us. It's interesting how you run around and you hear about Congress and even members of Congress disparage Congress. Oh, it's broken. Oh, it's the system is, is terrible. Oh, Congress is the least popular uh, organization in the world, right? Right behind the media. But the men and women of the FBI are the best people ever, right? Why? 
How many FBI agents do you know? What do you know about them? They just applied for a job where you get a gun and a badge and privileges. Oh, by the way. Oh, yeah, there are privileges. There are perks that come with being an FBI agent. And everybody says uh, from Merrick Garland to Christopher Ray that they want to work. But no, 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 we stand with the FBI. We stand shoulder to shoulder with the FBI. The F, it's not supposed to actually work that way. There's supposed to be oversight. Um, uh, they are subordinate to civilian leadership. And I don't know if they understand that anymore. Too many people are just like enamored with, oh, my God, I have no business questioning you because I didn't do that myself. So I cannot question you. I cannot. You're somehow more powerful. No, it absolutely not. Absolutely not. Anyway, when it comes to all this stuff, uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid and you know, the affidavit and the warrant and uh, the National Archives and the Espionage Act, it really is, and I hate to use this cliche, but it's all wag the dog all over again. Who remembers wag the dog? I actually never saw the movie. It came out in the late 90s. Dustin Hoffman is a movie producer in it, and there's a president who's suffering domestically all kinds of problems. So the famous line is from Dustin Hoffman. They go to him, and, and he says, you want me to produce your war? Yes, they wanted him to produce a war, something overseas, something with a clear villain, and uh, America is clearly the good guy, and you can show the president to be decisive and take charge, to take everybody's mind uh, off the real game, and everybody, to distract everybody from the real horrible domestic mess that that fictional president was presiding over. Well, here we go again, huh? I know, it's wag the dog all over again. I didn't like the debate back then. But I'm going to use it now. Wag the dog. It's wag the dog all over again because, uh, well, Joe Biden does not want us talking about crime, does not want us talking about inflation, does not want us talking about gas prices, does not want us talking about the border, does not want us talking about Afghanistan or Ukraine or the supply chain or transportation issues, supply chain stuff, CRT, woke crap, all that stuff. That doesn't work for anybody. That stuff is un-American. Nobody likes it. How do you change the subject? How about raiding the home of President Trump? Wow, that is a subject changer, right? So much so that when Joe Biden announced an illegal intent to spend, what is it, $600 billion on a loan giveaway? Yeah, I spent some time over the weekend. There is no way in the world he has the authority to do that. But that essentially criminal... um, a criminal purchase of votes. Criminal purchase of votes. Hey, what the hell, Alex? Uh, here we go again. All right, I'll, I'll get to you in a moment. Oh, you know, I'm going to just turn this dumb screen around. Every, oh, you can't say that about the FBI. Oh, yeah, I can't? The Federal Bureau of Incompetence? You, you should watch my Newsmax show. I, these people are people. These are just people. They're no better than you, Alex, in Brooklyn. No better whatsoever. And for all I know, you're corrupt. Maybe you're a nice guy. You're probably pretty good. Not great. Not lousy. Pretty good. Just like people in the FBI. And I think like 20% are essentially going to lose their way. And I'm tired of hearing, well, the senior leadership. It's the senior leadership. It's only the senior. You know, you stick around long enough in the FBI, you become senior leadership. It wasn't that they were good. It's just that they had longevity. Peter Schrock. 
Peter Strzok, who probably one man, one man alone tried to stop the election of Donald Trump. One man alone. He had plenty of help, but he thought he could pull it off. And now the FBI did it all over again in 2020. Uh, We talked about it on Friday. Mark Zuckerberg came forward and saying uh, uh, the FBI came to us and we respect the FBI. So, of course, we we censored the Hunter Biden story because they said it was Russia disinformation. And we had to do that. Uh, I'm looking for relief. I am looking for relief from this nonsense. I would like to go back to achieving greatness, right, to being great. Right now, America... We'll be lucky if we survive. (laughs) We'll be lucky if this country survives at this rate. Oh, by the way, I don't know who called me last week and told me to look up the footage of Joe Biden signing the big spending bill from about two weeks ago. You're right. He does look like an infant. He looks he looks so lost and helpless. And on Friday, I thought maybe just maybe this guy is being kept against his will. Is it possible could they do that to a president, uh, maybe a 79-year-old president with dementia, with a corrupt son who's done all kinds of business with China, Ukraine, and talk about compromise. All right, enough of that stuff. We got to do whatever we can to help Lee Zeldin, all right? I am. If Kathy Hochul should become the next governor, the outright governor, elected in November, I know, uh, do we chuck the whole system out? What do we do? Does anybody, any sane person, look around New York and say, we want more of this right now? Who would say that? Who would do that? Now, Lee Zeldin is, uh, I think he's going to be great. I think it's going to go very well. You know, sometimes I get a little impatient. Well, where is he? He should be out campaigning. It's not about that anymore. How many people live in New York State? 30 million? 25 million? It's going down every year, but you've got tens of millions of people here. You can't win an election by standing on a street corner. It's all about television time and Internet buys. And unfortunately, that means uh, fundraising. Oh, uh, what's his name? DeSantis was supposed to go fundraise with him. It didn't work out. DeSantis was going to go fundraise with uh, with Lee Zeldin, I think, tonight out in Oyster Bay. Something happened. Uh, they called it a unexpected tragedy. From what I'm hearing, um, one of DeSantis's security guards may have died. I just heard that. I'm not sure. uh, We haven't heard officially, but something tragic happened to the DeSantis staff, and he can't be here. um, I'd love to see Zeldin do this. We have to stop Kathy Hochul. One thing about Kathy Hochul, everybody is saying that she told every New Yorker to get lost and go to Florida. Now, if she said that, that would be fatal, in addition to all the other fatal, horrible things she's done to New York. But Did she actually say that? I think she just told Zeldin and Trump and Giuliani and Molinaro to beat it. I don't think she actually said everybody's got to beat it. Anyway, that was totally disrespectful and unnecessary. You know, uh, your your opponent isn't even a New Yorker. What values? We have that where she said that? Go ahead. Let me hear that. All right. And we're here to say that the era of Trump... And Zeldin, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you don't don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. 
Oh, geez, trying to sound tough, huh? <laughs> Get out of town. Give it up, Kathy. Oh, boy. that It just can't happen. It can't happen. She can't win. Uh, right? <laughs> Don't let me down. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, uh, Lindsey Graham said something, and uh, I actually, I've heard people say what he said. I want to hear what he said before I say anything about what he said, okay? We'll do this together. Lindsey Graham, if they prosecute President Trump, I think that would be a huge, huge mistake. Lindsey Graham agrees, but i got to hear exactly what he said, okay, if you don't mind. Say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, There'll be riots in the streets. Uh, can I hear that one more time? Riots in the streets? If what? Say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. I, uh, I could see that. I could. I could. I could. I could. I don't want it to happen. I really don't. I think the left would love it if it happened. They could have January 6th all over again. They could have January 6th all over again and try to demonize, uh, further demonize. I mean, just try to cancel Trump, all of us. Joe Biden is actually saying that out loud. You see, hear the horrible things he said about MAGA Republicans? Uh, Thursday night, I couldn't, what? He said this? He said we're... What are we? Go ahead, please. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. We understand something MAGA Republicans don't. Wall Street did not build this country. All you right. did. Thanks. Um, this happened just a couple of moments ago here. Um, Donald Trump put this on Truth Social. Let's see here. So now it comes out. This is Trump. Now it comes out conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter laptop story before the election, knowing that if they didn't, Trump would have easily won the 2020 election. This is massive fraud and election interference at a level never, never seen before in our country. Remedy, declare the rightful winner or, and this would be the minimal solution, declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately. Uh, Jeff, wow, that's uh, uh, that's one hell of a that's one hell of a remedy. Uh, mm, let me try to figure this out. What's he doing here? What does this actually mean? Now, number one, you can say this. It's fine. People are going to try to say this is a call for violence. No, it's not. This is constitutionally protected free speech. You know, he's the one. He's the one who had this election stolen from him. Not you. Not me. Okay. Nobody knows how he feels. Nobody knows what it's like to be him. Yeah, I think I told you once. Some guy. Uh, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Have you ever been the victim of uh, of anything, anything, a gossip campaign, anything? I remember somebody once uh, plagiarized from me, plagiarized. And I 
I couldn't stand it. And I worked with this person and they took my words and they used them and they called them their own. And I hated it. And this person had a a slightly better position than I did at the time at this particular uh, entity. I'll, I'm going to leave out the names to protect the guilty. Uh, but it happened. And I asked my kitchen cabinet. I had some people that I relied on. I was uh, my friend, a girl I was seeing at the time. Uh, you know, what should I do here? What should I do? And they all said, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything about it. And I'm like, all right, you're right, I guess. I don't know. And it didn't sit well with me. And I wish I, to this day, I wish I said something. Now, would I have been a tattletale? Uh, if you want to look at it that way, I think I would have been kind of protecting the entity because you can't have a plagiarist running around stealing other people's words. If this individual did it to me, probably did it to other people. I my, The point is, I'm the only one who knew what it felt like. It was my words that were stolen. And Trump knows, I be, look, can I prove that the election was, was stolen? Can I prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that Donald Trump won this thing? I cannot. I do not have the technical proficiency to do that. And by the way, the evidence is scattered and some of it's been deleted. And so I don't know. Only God perhaps knows how many votes were legally cast for Joe Biden and legally cast for Donald Trump. I have my doubts about the election. I know that some of the votes, many of the votes were cast illegally, like in Wisconsin. Any vote that was placed into a ballot drop box, according to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, that was illegal. How about in Pennsylvania? Millions of people voted against the law. Sorry, but it's true. Uh, there were two ways to vote, absentee or abs- uh, wait, in person or absentee with excuse. They chucked all that crap out. So Donald Trump is the one who was aggrieved, and many millions of others, people who voted for him, but no one more than Donald Trump, potentially here. And uh, he has the right to call for whatever he wants, all right? Uh, still processing this. Let me know what you think. At this point, I'd like to hear from you. 800-848-9222-800-848-9222. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Mm. All right. The usual suspects are losing their minds about President Trump suggesting. Did he really suggest this? I mean, number one, he's right that we now know that the FBI <laughs> went to Facebook to bury a totally legitimate story about Hunter Biden. They did that. Uh, now the same intelligence community is telling us that President Trump uh, is in violation of the Espionage Act, of this act, of that act. Nobody, he, uh, traitor, he could not, anybody else would be prosecuted. The same intelligence community that told us that The Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation. I don't believe any of them. I do not believe them. And just like Chuck Schumer said, got to get Senator Schumer uh, in front of a committee. What did you mean when you said that the intelligence community has six ways from Sunday of getting back at you if they don't like you? What the hell? Why would they do that? Why would they try to get back at a president? How could they do that? Something is really bad, really, really bad. Uh, Meanwhile, I feel great. I am uh, eating right, exercising, all that stuff. And uh, all right, so let's see here. Alex, what's up? 
Yeah, Greg, um, just a question before I get to my comments. As a MAGA Trump supporter, am I allowed to have an opinion that doesn't go with the MAGA movement and what Trump believes? Oh, or am sh- I uh, you, yeah, right, right. right. You're, you're, you're not allowed. You're not. Like- you give, give, give me a break. You're not allowed. I don't know why you characterize yourself as whatever the hell you just characterized yourself as. Obviously, you're allowed to think whatever you want. I don't have to agree with you, Alex. So go to your point. Okay, the point is like this. In the summer, of, uh, when the Democrats were coming out against the cops in this country, we were busy saying, oh, we got to be behind them back to blue. They're just a couple of bad apples there. Why are we now going after every single FBI agent in this country when it's only the suits and not the boots that are corrupt over there? How do you know that? How do you know that? How do you actually know that? How often have you looked out your window and seen FBI agents? How do you know how this agency functions? You're relying on what you've seen on television, what J. Edgar Hoover, the legend that he created. All right. Now I have it. I now I know this is a political organization has to be rebranded. It can survive, cannot survive. Federal bureaucrats incorporated. Alex, do you have any personal firsthand interactions with the FBI? Any? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Actually, it does. Actually, because you are relying you're relying on myths that have been sold to you. You don't know what you're talking about. You've never interacted with this agency. You've never you're, you're just kind of going on. Now, police, on the other hand, we see police every single day. We know them. We know what they're doing. We know what they're up against. When's the last time you saw a viral video of uh, FBI trying to arrest somebody or anything like that? I mean, we do. They operate almost literally in the shadows. Totally different. And are there the, the boots and the suits? They all wear suits. Ever notice that? They all wear suits. Look, are there obviously good people there? Yes. But I am not going to surrender to any police force. I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. The FBI or whatnot. Police force. But you don't have to go after the small people. What do you mean you small no people? Wait a second, Alex. The, the people These people the have bottom. guns. You realize they have guns? Very you realize you account. cannot find them in the Constitution? All right? The they have gone out. Have. They are out of control. They are out of control. They just raided the home of a former president. They kept alive for two years the lie of Russia collusion with the Trump campaign. Bob Mueller did that. Okay, not only was he a, uh, not only was he the FBI director. I think he was an agent actually for a while. Was he an agent? Was he an FBI agent? No, that was Louis Free, uh, Comey, and you know I just these guys. You cannot tell me. You cannot. When have you ever seen them in action? You don't know. You can go to their website. You can hear what a hero they are. Hey, what about their website? What about Twitter? January 6th, the number one target of the FBI seems to be those who were there on January 6th. Hey, let's talk about the FBI and what they were doing back in 1999 and 2000. Oh, well, you were, were they worried about, about they were they worried Trump? about Al Qaeda? Were they worried about Osama bin Laden? No, you know what they were doing? They were getting DNA samples from Monica Lewinsky's dress. That's the kind of crap they have spent their time on. Partly, partly they are the victim to this day of J. Edgar Hoover. He had a very successful marketing campaign that kind of oversold their capability oversold what they were actually doing. It's not a national police force. It's not. They are an investigative arm of U.S. attorneys. You and I both know that there are rogue prosecutors. Do you agree that there are rogue prosecutors who go too far, yes or no? Absolutely, but I'll tell you And what, you, know who, you, you know who their muscle is? You know who their muscle is, Alex? The FBI. The FBI. So 
Look, I urge you to do your own thinking. Start watching my TV show. That'll help you. If you I mean, no organization, no organization is beyond question. I, I, I don't like this knee-jerk, you know, we're going to support the men and women of the FBI. We're going to support the men and women of the National Archives. We're going to support the men and women of the State Department. How about we support the men and women of America, all right? The American citizens, the Constitution, that's where – that's what makes us great. Not a bunch of – I'm sorry. I, I Actually, I know one FBI agent, one FBI agent. And my and I, I'm not even going to characterize any of the conversations because if somebody is out there can figure out who that guy is and all that stuff, I don't want to get into it. Alex, it's my right to question. It's your right to question me or question whatever the hell you want. It's okay. It's still America. It's still America. I hope. Uh, Connie is in West Hempstead. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Thank you for taking my call. Um, actually, you just went into what I was going to talk about. Excuse me. About the FBI, um, if a Republican president is elected next, can he disband it and work from scratch again like Hoover did? And I feel that the hiring of the IRS agents, 87,000 or whatever the hell it is, I honestly think that's a threat to us. A threat. I think it's a threat that Biden thought up or, well, he can't think so who the hell it came from, is a threat against anybody who talks about them or questions them. Or anybody who spends $600. I think $600 is now the new threshold uh, when the IRS will be informed of a financial transaction. It's $600. $600. Hey, by the way, are you on Hempstead Turnpike? Are you at a bus stop? Where are you? No, I'm on the, I'm on the belt. Okay. I'm just getting off the Sunrise Highway. <sighs> Where are you going? Green Acres? What are you doing down there? What, are you kidding me? I haven't been to Green Acres. Killed? No. <laughs> I went to visit a friend in Queens, Woodhaven, and now I'm going home. All That's right. Well, safe trip. Yeah, I know what you mean. Green Acres Mall, we used to go there. It's, it was quite the treat. The last time uh, Green Acres was in the news, what happened? I think there was a uh, – it was one of those black – Black Friday things, and a bunch of people got trampled. Nobody nobody hurt too bad, just a couple of breaks and things. Uh, all right, one more. Carmine in Long Island. Where on Long Island are you, sir? I'm in Melville, actually. And uh, I was on that train heading out to uh, Manhattan, and I saw that Green Acres to, to, on the south. They upgraded that so much from years ago. It was really, really amazing. But I don't want to discuss that. I um, want to shout out to my mother. Wish her a happy 90th today, Greg. And I'm concerned about you. Were you in church yesterday? You sound very agitated, Greg. And did you get the book I sent you? Uh, I'm agitated. <laughs> I, I, I feel great. I feel fantastic. Uh, yeah, this book. I'm sorry. I haven't gotten it. I haven't gotten it. I mean, I, I mean, I look. I appreciate the mail. It doesn't get opened right away. It's you know, it's it's a big pile. Forgive me. I mean. Uh, I uh, I haven't gotten to it yet. I mean, I don't know. It could be in there. It could not be. I mean, I get all kinds of stuff. I get stuff from nice people like you and freaks and, you know, I get stuff from jail. And, and you know what really sets me off? Although they're doing their job. Some of the mail is open before I get it, which I don't like. But I guess they say they have to do it. But I'm like, well, why do you do it? You're not wearing chemical clothing or anything like that. 
I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I didn't get it. And what's wrong That's with? All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, what's wrong with what? Uh, my attitude. I don't know. I'm fine. I no, feel great. I'm, listen, I'm talking. I'm talking to you as a Christian brother. Something's going on with you. Oh, stop that! Everything's great. I feel fantastic. I mean, wh- what? What do you you see? What's happening to our country, Betty, buddy? I mean, we got big problems here. You know, just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're like often off in the corner or in la la land. You know what I mean? We live in the world. We're allowed to mix it up. We're allowed to engage. There is a, a space for the public space. You know all this, um, I, right, Carmine? I mean, right I now. I do not like at least look. I know you're coming from a good place. But every now and then I'll encounter somebody who are like, ooh, that doesn't sound like anything. And usually they're a non-Christian. Usually they're just trying to use our faith against us and that you shouldn't be saying. So I'll reiterate how I feel. And I think I, I made this clear earlier. I don't like Joe Biden, but I love Joe Biden, all right? I don't like uh, Christopher Ray, but I love Christopher Ray. And all these guys were here for a reason, and God has it all worked out. But that doesn't mean that I can't get frustrated and I can't. You know, I, I, I'm going to huff and puff sometimes. It all works. It all works. I want you to take, you know, you, you, I know you were a little, you, you, you come, you're stepping out of it. But earlier in the show, I sensed something in your voice that you were agitated. I'm just checking up Well, there's up nothing, on there, there, there's nothing, okay, agitated. You, you, you're checking up on me in public in front of my bosses and everybody like that? They're all looking <laughs> at me. All right, all right, thank you. No, thank you, Carmine. All right, I'll see you later. Thank you. Uh, I got to look for that book. Apparently it's, uh, it's got, uh, uh, I should have asked him, what book? What book? Um, you know what I miss, actually? DVDs. It was fun when you could send somebody a DVD. Now, how do you send anybody a gift? Like, you can't give that gift anymore. Nobody has a DVD player, very few. And I don't know. I just, what do you send? Uh, you can do lots of other things to send as a gift, but nobody really needs anything. Oh, I got rid of my iWatch, my Apple Watch. I decided I did not like it. Too gadgety, too flimsy. And I think it was just a like a satellite, like a like an accessory to the iPhone. It wasn't a standalone watch. And I didn't like, I was playing with my daughter yesterday, Madeline, and I said something, Madeline, and then here's what I found on the internet. And it has some story about Princess Madeline. I mean, I didn't ask you. It's always butting into my life. It's always telling me to move. Are you doing this now? Are you exercising? Press this button. Um, who needs it? So I put on my old-timey uh, 30-year-old watch, uh, which I love, which I don't know. I would hate if it gets stolen, but things happen. I can't. I can't live all. Leave all my. Maybe I can. I don't know. Uh, let's do, let's do one more. What's his name? Hailstorm. Is that what? What's going on? Is that your real name? Uh, that's my stage name. How are you? Uh, you guys are terrific. Um, two things. Green Acres forty-five years ago put cameras all around. And it was paid for by 12 or 15 insurance companies because everybody did car fraud there. They would drive in, make-believe drive in. They would, the friend would drop them off, and they'd go to the police station that was on, on site. Oh, my car is stolen. Oh, okay, come in this room. What entrance did you come in? Oh, I came in through here. Okay, what time? About 10 o'clock. The guy never came through. He gets handcuffed, locked up, and say goodbye. Now, number two. When these buses from Texas come up here with the Spanish people, let them go on service for two years, then they become citizens. 
Now, the buses are going back empty. Wait, 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 wait. That's armed service for two years. Then you can be a citizen. You got to join the Army first. That's your idea? Let them serve our country. Well, I mean, uh, our, I mean, uh, well, we don't necessarily want them serving our country. Some of them are not qualified to serve a country. What, are you just going to say that? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want non-English speakers. Some of these folks don't, don't speak English. That creates a whole host of other problems. You can't, I don't, I, we don't want mercenaries. We don't want people from foreign countries, you know, just working. I mean, we have some already, but they are kind of versed culturally. I don't think we just say presto changeo. You've got to, no, no, bad idea, whatever your name. Hold on, hey, listen. So now the buses are going back to Texas empty. When, the, when these criminals get before the judge, they say Rikers or Texas. That's cute. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. And and they get handcuffed. All right. Hey, but that's it. This guy's got all the answers. Hailstorm won't even give his real name, but he's got all the answers for you and me. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Um. Yeah. Can't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any of that stuff is practical. Uh, might be appealing. Uh. You know, the Rikers are uh, the jail. The judge used to present that. You know, you join the go to jail or join the Marines. And uh, that did, that has happened, but it doesn't work that way anymore. Well, you think the ACLU is going to let that happen? Other than, again, who cares necessarily about the ACLU? Uh, I like Mike Pompeo, and I'm pleased that he was on John Katsimatidi's radio show. Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State, uh, former CIA director, number one graduate from West Point, uh, Harvard Law School graduate, uh, became a major, major success in business, in the aviation business. And uh, he could run for president. Better not be against Trump, Mike. No offense, but I want to hear what he had to say. Cut seven. Remember, one year ago today, America was busy losing in Afghanistan. Cut seven. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. To have had that debacle embarrassed our country on the world stage, made us less safe, convinced Putin that he could begin his aggressive conduct in Ukraine, and now likely the case that Afghanistan itself, uh, we, are, we, we are more likely to be attacked like New York City was 20-some years ago. We're more likely to be attacked from that place today than we were just one year ago. He's completely right. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that all that we went through? All that we went through. They could do it again. They could do it all over again. They have an entire country, terrorists, al-Qaeda, um, ISIS, they have free reign. Well, ISIS and Al-Qaeda are sometimes at each other's throats for various ideological reasons. But I think Al-Qaeda, the terrorists, they have free reign of an entire country. Will we have to go back someday? You know, there are soft targets all over the place. It's unlikely they'll ever be able to commandeer a jet, uh, an airliner. I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't know. Thanks a lot, Joe. What were you thinking? Were you thinking of giving the Chinese a major gift, because a lot of folks don't realize it, but if you look on a map, China actually borders on Afghanistan. And who wanted us out of Afghanistan in a real hurry? Even more than we did, because let's face it, we didn't really want to be there for all that much longer, but we didn't want to get out like that. But China certainly wanted us out. And uh, you can look it up. All that business, all that stuff that Joe and Hunter did with China I wonder. I just wonder if there might be a connection. You think? I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Remember, don't fall for that wag the dog stuff. Oh, John McLaughlin, uh, President Trump's pollster. I think he's also doing some polling work for uh, Congressman uh, Zeldin. Will be on my Newsmax show tonight. This guy's a genius. And oh, by the way, they're trying to depress us. They are trying to take um, demoralize us right now in August. And this is a big month. Not necessarily for voters. Voters are going to come out and vote. Regular people who are not, you know, obsessed with uh, what's happening every single second, uh, they're going to come out and vote, and they don't like what's going on. And they know the issues, you know, crime, inflation, gas prices. We've been through them, border, Afghanistan, uh, supply chain, woke junk, all that stuff. Uh, That's not a winner for the um, Democrats, and uh, it's going to be good for the Republicans, because, uh, well, we don't like this stuff and <laughs> we want them to change it and they're going to change it. They're, we think they're going to get in there. But they're trying to say, oh, it does looks very good for the Democrats. Oh, it's looking better and better and better. And I know I can fall prey to this stuff myself. It's like, wow, they're saying it on the TV. They're saying it on the TV. And I know that they say a lot of junk on TV. But part of me, maybe it goes back to when we were kids, you know, the television well, the man on the TV said so. You know, Walter Cronkite said so. It must be true. No, 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 no. Um, but apparently the uh, the goal is to freak out the donors, the rich people, the rich people who write checks. And they, they're great people. They're geniuses, but they're not political geniuses. And they can be, they can close their checkbook. They can just say, well, I don't know. The fake, the, the news is telling me you're not going to win. So uh, why should I write a check? That kind of thing. And uh, so that that's taking its toll, potentially. John McLaughlin can see right through that stuff. Uh, we'll be on the show tonight. Oh, and speaking of a guy on TV and the fake news, Kinzinger, Adam Kinzinger, Adam Kinzinger, uh, the go-to. This is the uh, the Swamps version of a, of, a, of a Republican. Let's see here. What did he say that had me all kind of crazy? Ah, yes. Um, uh, cut 34, Adam Kinzinger, the boy congressman, cut 34. Here's what I recommend, and I'm going to say this even before the report. I recommend we never again elect somebody who does not respect the Constitution of the United States, who does not respect the voters, and who abuses people by lying to them. Doesn't that sound a lot like Joe Biden, right? Does not respect the voters. You heard him just say the other day, that whole thing about MAGA. He doesn't respect. He literally doesn't respect MAGA. I mean, you may not like MAGA, but if you're the president, you have to respect half the country. Why doesn't he just call us deplorables? Huh? How did that work out for Hillary? But now they're covering. They're doing anything, anything to protect Joe. Anything. And that includes just kind of dropping their analytical abilities, their powers of observation. Remember, because they used all that stuff on Hillary. They use their, right? And when Hillary called us, uh, half of us uh, from the deplorable camp or whatever, I mean, she was rightly excoriated for all that stuff. Now, Joe Biden could say something uh, probably even worse and and get away with it. Now, one other thing, uh, this is a peculiar statement, very peculiar indeed. Adam Kinzinger on the same show, cut 35. But the bottom line is the biggest threat right now to our country is democracy. Huh? Did you hear what I just heard? That wasn't a it wasn't a special effect. One more time. But the bottom line is the biggest threat right now to our country is democracy. The biggest threat to our country right now is democracy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Adam, we caught you. 
You don't like the people. You don't. You do not. You and your cronies in Congress, you're always slicing and dicing. You try to choose your electorate rather than the electorate choosing you. Okay? That's the way it works. Oh, my God. You don't want the people running things. You want your swamp running things. You want bureaucrats, technocrats, unelected folks who have no business in power, not mentioned in the Constitution. What's the big threat to America one more time, pal? But the bottom line is the biggest threat right now to our country is democracy. Wow. I am so afraid of democracy. Are you? (laughs) Oh, that's quite a statement, Adam. And here's something else about Adam. Uh, He's a career politician. Even though he's only like 34 years old, he's been at this since he was 20. You know, running for probably before that, you know, one of those geeks who ran for student council, like, but like seriously, you know, made a big deal out of it. He became a county deputy something or other when he was 20. And um, it's not about, strangely enough, those who ask for votes are some of the least Democrat-minded people around. Because they spend most of their time asking for money and opportunity for themselves. All right, give me a moment. Very interesting. Thank you, Adam. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. One, two, two networks, two out of three right now, talking about uh, (laughs) affidavits and Mar-a-Lago and Trump filings and uh, DOJ filings and all that trivia that will one day, um, uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe uh, in a year, maybe in 10 years, be exposed as a pack of lies, all of this junk. All right. Another cheap effort to distract us from the very real issues. Who remembers Wag the Dog? I want to go back to it one more time. I've come up for, with an acronym. It's Wag Joe Biden. Wag Joe Biden. If you ever want a uh, handy-dandy little reminder of all the issues that are out there, okay? Uh, Wag Joe Biden. I'm still working on it. I've I, I got to figure out a way to put crime in here. But Wag Again, the 1999 movie where uh, Wag the Dog, they produced a movie. Uh, it was a, a movie about a movie they produced to take everybody's mind off of a terrible president and focus on a foreign war. Dustin Hoffman was in it, all right? And I don't like making the comparison, but I do like Wag Joe Biden because, well, the comparison is still apt. Wag, all right? Wag is the W, is the woke stuff. A is Afghanistan. G is uh, gas prices. Wag, okay? W, woke stuff. A, Afghanistan. G, um, gas prices. These are all the reasons, all the things they want to distract us from, okay? Uh, Joe, wag Joe Biden. Joe, um, Joe, I'm going to put it all together. Justice, justice's oppression of political enemies. Justice's oppression of enemies. Joe, all right? Wag Joe Biden. Uh, Wag, woke, Afghanistan, gas prices. Joe, justice's oppression of enemies. Biden, border, uh, I, inflation, uh, D, disunity. Disunity, anybody? Disunity, right? He said he would unify. No way. Uh, E, energy dependence. Energy dependence. N, um, hmm, and, 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 and not, not, not helping crime. Okay, not helping with the crime situation. Does that work? I don't know. I gotta, um, I'm honing that, but. They want to distract us from the real important stuff, the stuff that if we focus on it, if we stay focused, we'll send the Democrats out on their rear ends in November. Hey, one of the other reasons why they want to 
make uh, Mar-a-Lago and secret documents uh, the big issue. Number one, if they can make it a big issue, it kind of helps Hillary Clinton if she should come back. And I think she wants to come back. Hillary Clinton, you know, her issues with the server for some, they'll think like, well, Donald Trump, she did it. Donald Trump did it. It's equal. It's a it's a wash. Now, of course, it's not equal. It's not at all equal. Hillary Clinton, as the secretary of state, was actually subject to all the laws and rules that Donald Trump, as commander in chief under Article two. I've been listening to Cash Patel and to a lesser extent, uh, Mark Levin on this. Donald Trump could do whatever the hell he wanted with these documents, okay? Anything. And oh, by the way, unlike the unsecure server in Chappaqua, these things were like in Fort Knox, comparatively speaking. Um, you know, Chappaqua is number one. I'm sorry, uh, Mar-a-Lago has security anyway, all right? Even when Trump wasn't president, there was security there. Had Secret Service there. Secret Service, much more robust Secret Service than than Bill Clinton had in Chappaqua. Chappaqua. And... The big thing is paper is less uh, vulnerable than email, less far less vulnerable than email. Um, I guess I. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, Clinton did have. But the other thing was people were obviously paying money to the Clinton Global Initiative to curry favor with uh, with Hillary and to change policy as a result. That is, I mean, <laughs> It's it's about as close to bribery. It's bribery. It really they became rich, crazy rich. So many people becoming crazy rich by serving in politics, which is supposed to be service, isn't it? Not just kill time until you can cash in. All right. So remember the big issues here. Wag Joe Biden. I know I got to I got to finish that. I got to I want to make it work. Oh, and the other thing that they don't want people focused on is this crazy college giveaway. I mean, that was insane. You cannot give $600 billion away by executive action. You can't do it. It's illegal. It does not. And that is essentially a day and a half story. It's over now. I mean, it is over. Now, they're probably going to sue. I think, now, who's the aggrieved party? Anybody who actually paid their um, uh, their student loans on time, you know, with interest and all that stuff, I think they, I think They'll find a way to sue. And, you know, it comes down. You can look at these big Supreme Court cases, and it's usually just some regular people involved. You know, that's why, like Dobbs. Who the hell is Dobbs? Dobbs versus, was it Dobbs versus Mississippi? Uh, that abortion case. Which, by the way, the, the Democrats are also trying to say uh, that abortion and that Roe v. Wade overturning being overturned has invigorated Democrats everywhere. They're all fired up. Women's rights, women's this, women's that, and it's going to stop the red wave. I don't believe it, actually. I really don't. Um, A lot of things have changed in the past 50 years when it comes to uh, sex and pregnancy, right? I mean, a lot of things have. Number one, people are basically better at not getting pregnant. They are. They just know how to not get pregnant now. It's back then... The pill, right? Birth control was considered a little bit edgy. Not, you know, it wasn't really, you know, it was kind of, it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not old enough to know, but it was a little bit taboo back then. A little bit. Uh, it's not taboo anymore. Nothing, unfortunately, is taboo. I mean, nothing. Uh, what else about uh, pregnancy back then? We just know more about it. You got to be very, um, Unlucky and basically reckless to get pregnant if you don't want to be pregnant. Okay, 
So 50 years go by, you know, it's not like a bunch of people are still finding themselves in those conditions. I really think there's been a change. I know there's been a change. Um, what else about that? Um, it's just not the hallmark of a healthy society. Granted, we're not a healthy society. But a society that allows that, that allows abortion or allows it across the board, you know, this is overlooked. Uh, there are only like five countries in the world that had abortion um, permissiveness like we did here in America before Roe v. Wade was overturned. Uh, North Korea, <laughs> uh, like the Netherlands. There's five countries. I'm pretty sure North Korea is one of them. I mean, France and England, they're like horrified by how permissive it is here. And that little punk, what's his name? Harry, Harry getting involved, Prince Harry. Oh, by the way, though, I've been watching the show Suits, which made Meghan Markle uh, something of a star. It's actually very good. It's like Mad Men updated and updated to 20, the 2010s, and it's it's a really cool show. It's um, uh, so far so good. I'm six episodes into uh, season one. Um, remember, whenever they say Article 2, that is the power that uh, is – uh, endowed in the uh, in the president, Article Two. Anything that he does, he's like his own branch of government. The president of the United States, that person, and he can pretty much he has gr- a great deal, a great deal of latitude. And if he wanted to take these documents down to Mar-a-Lago, oh, by the way, when he did, if he did, he was still president of the United States. I've shown this before on TV. Everyone's like, oh, no, that doesn't apply. Yeah, oh, really? Everything he went down there with, he, he brought with him as president. That's very important. And, oh, by the way, he personally didn't do it himself. There's the GSA, the General Services Administration. There's also uh, the National Archives. They were responsible for packing a lot of this stuff up. He wasn't doing it personally. And... Um, I think that's very significant, don't you? All right. So if the polls are starting to depress you, they are designed to depress you. That's how they want you to feel, all right? They want you to feel down in the dumps right now, especially rich people. And if you want to get involved, the big, the greatest thing you can do is start writing checks, all right, to your preferred candidate. I'm not saying any specific candidate, but your preferred candidate. Uh, you, can, you can be part of history. 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, anything. And you don't have to give it in all one swoop. You can do a little bit now, more in a couple of weeks. They would prefer the candidates, left and right. They want it so that they have a lot of little, a lot of little uh, donors, not a few big donors. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, Oh, Sandra's on the phone in New Jersey. Hello. Oh, good afternoon, Greg. How are you? Terrific. What's going on? Well, you know, I was thinking about something you did that was very brilliant, um, Ashley Babbitt, and how every night we see her name. And I want you to know that every day I think about her beautiful face with her beautiful red Make America Great hat. So what my point is that that works. So I had an idea, and I don't know if you would do it, but I don't think that Donald Trump has a marketing team. So I thought maybe every day you could say one thing that Donald Trump did. And I can give you like three examples. I didn't know that he was a grandmaster chess player. And now his son 
Barron is falling, you know, doing well with that too. And I didn't know that he was the first one to sign the gay rights to, to be married, to have that right. And I didn't know that Al Sharpton um, gave him excellence in civil rights. Most people don't know these things. You know, so, that's a, that's a, thanks for reminding me. So we did a feature like that for a while, for about a year on the Newsmax show. I called it the truth about Trump. And we had a special little animation and every night we would uh, we would do something like that. We do a little bit of a vignette, like uh, you mentioned the Civil Rights Award. He actually did get a Civil Rights Award, standing right next to Muhammad Ali and Rosa Parks. All right, this is the guy they try to say is a racist. This is a guy who was friendly with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. Uh, this is a guy who they were talking about running for president when he was thirty years old. It's not a fluke. It's not a reality TV show host. He was a a very successful, important person in America for decades. And every night I'd point these things out. Now, why don't we do that anymore? What usually happens is there'll be a big breaking news event for like two days in a row or three days in a row. We're like wall to wall on one story. And when that happens, sometimes we, sometimes certain little templates that we've been using, it's fine. This is just the course of, uh, you know, creation, get, get discarded or get neglected. and uh, But we should probably bring that back. Uh, we called it the truth about Trump. And we would, yeah, some little kernel that maybe people didn't know or maybe they had forgotten or maybe we're just reminding them about it. There's so much about this guy that is fascinating. By the way, that is helpful. You know, unlike Joe Biden, would you ever read a, a, a self-help book by Joe Biden? You know, what would he? No, of course not. But you could read Donald Trump's books, Art of the Deal, Art of the Comeback, uh, Think Big and Kick Ass. These are great books, and it's like you're speaking. It's like he's talking right to you. It's really a special, unique experience, and you'd be surprised. These books are big sellers, but it doesn't mean that everybody reads them. And if you sit down and read them, it's like having a – Sandra, thank you for the suggestion. I will consider it. Okay, great. You know, Greg, let me just say, I, I visualize like a light bulb, like a Benjamin Franklin light bulb, and it lights up and you flash one thing every day. Well, all day. right. You leave the production to me, Sandra, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All's well with you? Yes, everything is great. Thank you so much. Wonderful, wonderful, Sandra. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, that is a good idea. We were doing it for a long time. And... Um, uh, the truth about Trump, you know, you can go anywhere, anywhere in the world to be horrified. Oh, my God, he said this. Oh, my God. But uh, to actually appreciate him, to study him, to see what we can learn from him, that's valuable. It really is. Thank you, Sandra. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <sighs> hey, I know it's, um, we know this about him, but uh, the lying comes so easily to uh, this president, Joe Biden, so incredibly easily. And um, what did he say on Thursday? Gosh, the way he's speaking about half the country, half the country. Let's see here. Uh, cut 44. Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans have made their choice. To go backwards, full of anger, violence, hate, and division. But we've chosen a different path. 
forward the future, unity, hope, and optimism. I mean this sincerely. I mean this sincerely. Yeah, dignity, future, hope, optim just words he's shouting. He doesn't know what they mean. This is a guy who swore it was his solemn promise on Inauguration Day. He said his whole soul was in it to bring this country together. And now he accuses me of, uh, what, supporting violence? I don't support violence. I don't want to see violence in the streets. Right? You, Joe Biden, on the other hand, saw glory when they were burning down America in the summer of 2020. You did. You certainly didn't condemn it adequately. Uh, cut 45. The whole notion of the burn-it-all-down politics of MAGA Republicans continues to be a drumbeat. We want to keep it together, pal. We want to keep America. You're the one who's saying that uh, you want to give sex change operations to boys who think they're girls when they're six years old. All right? That's, I would say that's burning it all down. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I would say just writing a check for $600 billion when it ain't your money, it's ours. You don't have the authority, pal. That's kind of burning it to the ground politics. Oh, here he goes, lying about his dad. Cut 46. My dad used to have a saying. He said, Joey, don't compare me to the Almighty. Compare me to the alternative. Well, the alternative to the Democrats are the MAGA Republicans. Did Joe's dad really say that one, too? Don't compare me to the... <laughs> um, bad dude. Very bad guy. And he said something about, uh, called us semi-fascist, semi-fascist. Tom Cotton is a total patriot. He's brilliant. And one of the things I like about this, well, I'm getting a little over, you know, it, I don't like now. I'm not going to make a big deal out of anybody's service prior to uh, politics. I really don't care, actually. Because, you know, you can find somebody on the other ideological, other side of the spectrum all right, what am I saying? He went to Iraq as an officer in the Army, and he did that as a law school graduate. He could have gone over there as an Army lawyer. Instead, he went over as an infantry guy, which is actually pretty cool. But I think at that, at this point, I have to say, like, that's nice. He did it, but it doesn't really make any difference because a, a Democrat could have done the same thing. It's nice. It's good, but it doesn't really make any difference. All right? So enough of that. No more referencing. I don't care what they did before they got to politics. I do care, however, if they spent all their life in politics, which I don't think is a good way to spend your life. All right. Cut 38. What did Tom Cotton say about all this? Well, it's rich for Joe Biden to be talking about threats to our democracy. It's Joe Biden and the Democratic Party who, for instance, refused to accept that Hillary Clinton lost the election in 2016. They used friends and corrupt FBI officials like Jim Comey and Andy McCabe and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page to try to delegitimize President Trump. Just in the last few months, they've turned a blind eye as left-wing agitators were protesting outside the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices in direct violation of federal law. Yeah, they did. Tom Cotton, man, he kind of reminds me of Lincoln. There's something about him. He's very Lincoln-esque. He's uh, tall, he's skinny, um, you know, not exactly the most handsome type in the traditional sense. From Arkansas, the heart of the country, uh, I'd love to see a guy like that as president. I could live with a lot of these guys as president, and unfortunately, they're all younger than I am. <laughs> you get to that point? I, I actually understand. Remember when Bill Clinton became president? That 
screwed with the psychology of a lot of men out there. They just couldn't. It was like, wait a second, a forty son. He's younger than me. He's the president. I'm, I'm, I'm the president now. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, Newt? You think you're smarter than me, but I'm president. You got to Congress way before I did. I, heck, I never even had to go to Congress. You sure, I tried once, but uh, things really worked out, wouldn't you say? And I didn't even have to go to Vietnam. <laughs> so that messed with the psychology of a lot of men. I think we're all beyond that. In a weird way, we're psychologically more healthy. So Tom Cotton's younger than me. Love to have him president. Uh, who's the other guy? Cruz. Cruz, I think, is a year or two younger than I am. Uh, love to be. Uh, love to have that guy president. Uh, who else? Uh, who else? Uh, who are the up and comers? I know DeSantis needs a little bit more time. He's not ready quite yet. And uh, who else? Who else? Name a. I don't think Marco Rubio. Not only is he younger than me, but he looks a lot younger than me. He looks like he's in junior high school. There's something about. There's very something very middle schooly about him. Even though I like him, I want him in the Senate. Uh, he's got to dye his hair gray or something if he ever wants to get a bigger job. Hey. Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O, is the big winner at the VMA, the Video Music Awards. Is that MTV or VH- VH1? MTV. M- Do they still have VH1? Video Hits 1? All right, so Lizzo won something. I don't even, I, the only thing I know about Lizzo, I thought she was a joke. She is very rotund, all right? I'm, I used to be very rotund. She's rotund. Can I hear what she said? Cut 13, please. I do know what your vote means, and that's a f- lot. Your vote means everything to me. It means everything to making a change in this country. Woo! So remember when you're voting for your favorite artist, vote to change some of these laws that are oppressing us. Wouldn't you love it if somebody got up there and said, Make America great again, baby. <laughs> Uh, Lizzo, whatever it is you do, good luck to you. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, um, we're coming up on 21 years since the September 11th attacks, right? Yeah, 2022, September 21 years. Hey, on September 25th, we're going to have the great Tunnel to Towers Walk Run. September 25th, it's the 5K Walk Run through the tunnel, the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. I guess it's the Hugh Carey Tunnel. And we're doing it with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. Please check them out. Um, I'm running with a team here at WABC. And it should be, this will be my third year doing it. Um, It's a really nice thing. It's in honor of Stephen Siller the firefighter who put on his gear that day and ran through the tunnel, ran through the tunnel on his own, responding to the um, horror, the catastrophe, lost his life on the other side of the tunnel in Manhattan. And um, 
what they do at the uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They raise money for uh, smart homes for uh, disabled veterans, and they do a lot more than that. But that's one of the cool things, one of the highlights of their uh, their work. So if you want to uh, support me, uh, support my team, support Tunnel to Towers, more importantly, go to walk.gregkellyshow.com walk.gregkellyshow.com click on uh, there's a picture of me you can donate to my team uh trying to raise money and you can donate to any team you want really it doesn't matter as long as you're donating really if you don't mind i think it's a worthy cause very worthy t2t.org or go to the walkgregkellyshow.com there's other options you can sponsor sid uh curtis uh, is curtis going to actually walk um that'd be great and uh, the, the whole crew will be there, and you can come and walk with us if you want. Remember my uh, my my condition. No freaks, all right? Don't show up and want to have a debate with me about something, okay? Uh, but I'll happily walk through that tunnel with you, and uh, it should be great, all right? Walk.greggkellyshow.com, and um, uh, yeah, it's all going to be good. Hey, what is this? This is Joe Biden. In 20, 2008, wait, 2008? No, it's, yeah, this is back when he was running for president. 28, cut 28. And you're in South Carolina right now on the, the campaign yes. trail. 30 seconds or less. What kind of a chance with a northeastern liberal like Joe Biden stand in the South if you were running in Democratic primaries against Southerners like Mark Warner and uh, John Edwards? Better than anybody else. And you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. Uh, that's great. A little odd to boast about that. I'm going to do well in South Carolina because South Carolina was a slave state just like Delaware. He, that was in two, you know, he, people forget he ran for president in 2008 and uh, fell flat on his face. I think it, well, he didn't really want to become president. He didn't knew he couldn't do it. But it was a way to hire his brother, hire his sister, hire all the, you know, get more money and and that's what they did, and it reinvigorated the uh, coffers of uh, of Hunter. I've got this great tape. Maybe I'll play it again this week, where Hunter is the wingman of Joe, and they go to a political reception in South Carolina, of all places, and um, they're just working the room, and Hunter is, like, monitoring, waiting for the moment where he can go in and profiteer, okay? It's... It's amazing to watch. They, they've got this down to a science, these two. Um, uh, it's, I feel sorry for, for Hunter, actually, in many respects. How can you bring a son into the criminal enterprise like that? You know? I mean, how can you? How can you? Um, deranged family. Oh, another thing about the, the – uh, I said going – using the – Joe stands for using the Justice Department to oppress your enemies. Now, I know that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but Joe Biden, remember, uh, the Justice Department just now prosecuted two people, two ordinary people from Florida who found Ashley Biden's stuff in her own bedroom. There's a woman named Amy who lives in Florida. She was renting a house. And she rented a room in the house, and she was shocked to find out that uh, Ashley Biden, Joe's daughter, rented that room before she did. Well, Ashley left a whole bunch of her junk there, including her diary. Uh, I mean, 
Amy didn't go stealing it from somebody's car. She just showed up into a bedroom that she was renting, and they're going to charge her, or they already did, with theft, stealing it. She's a convicted felon now for uh, for looking through Ashley Biden's diary. And by the way, there's a lot of weird stuff in there. Leonardo in Texas, Essex, hi. Hello, I like that algorithm you're developing, and uh, I noticed at the end, and I, I just had a suggestion or two. Uh, Please. One would be no cash bail, and the other one would be no rule of law under Joe Biden. Hey, I think you, you solved my little dilemma here. I was trying to get what, uh, that works. No cash bail, and what was the other one? No what? No rule of law? No rule. No rule of law. No. How about no law and order? There you go. That's better. I like it. All right. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I was listening when our Christian brother called in. I appreciate his concern. But I'll tell you, Greg, I appreciate your fire and your passion. So, you know, uh, Jesus did turn over the tables in the temple, right? So God bless you. That's right. He got very angry at the gambling, and he started kicking over uh, tables and chairs. So uh, people can, um, yeah, I know. They want us to be all pious and in the corner. You know, they want us to be, ooh, and uh, no, we, the world has fallen, but we're here, and there's so much we can do. And uh, Leonardo, thank you so much. And by the way, uh, gosh, you know, one thing that he asked me, Carmine, uh, he said, did you go to church yesterday? And he said it in a loving tone. It wasn't like, did you go to church yesterday? You know, he wasn't like that. Well, the fact of the matter is I didn't go to church yesterday. I didn't. Um, I did not. But I did read from the Bible. And I got to get back to church. I got to go more often. I got to, I got to, I got to. But there's really no excuse for me to not read from that Bible every single day. I can understand when somebody can't get themselves to church and I can understand also not reading the Bible, but I can also understand reading it. I mean, I, it's the greatest thing in the world. It really is. And um, if you maybe you're like me, you just didn't know what the hell was going on. You tried reading the Bible once or twice in your life. Nothing came of it. Well, the circumstances were such that all the pieces were there, and I started reading from it. And all of a sudden, my gosh— I learned how how it all works and how he's in charge, God and Jesus is his son, and, and it all works. And if you once you learn that, why wouldn't you want to be closer to him? Why wouldn't you want to get to know as much as you can and and let him lead the way? It's all possible. It is all possible to every single one of us. Sorry to go off on that tangent, but one more time, the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible is the is the one that did it for me. The one. It was given to me as a gift in 2012. I didn't start reading it until 2016, and then a uh, total revolution in my in my soul and my spirit. A beautiful one. Uh, I needed those. I, anyway, thank you, Leonardo. Greg. All righty. All righty. Uh, all righty. So what else do we have to talk about here? I'm pretty much done with uh, Mar-a-Lago. It is... It's a bogus issue. I'm a little bit worried about Trump personally. How is he doing? How is the family doing? Jared Kushner has written a very serious book about his time in the administration, his his access to President Trump, uh, you know, unparalleled. 
and they're trying to cancel this guy. They won't let him come on any TV shows to promote that book. What's it called again? History, Breaking History by Jared Kushner. I'll tell you something about Jared Kushner. I've uh, I never actually met him, but I've seen him a couple of times. Uh, I'm getting this book today. I am buying this book. I don't want to buy it digitally. I, I'm reading too much on my screens. I want to buy the copy. I want to read it. Folks, if you start reading books, you'll beat 99.9% of the people out there, especially people in the fake news. All they do is run around looking at Twitter all day. They don't know a damn thing, literally don't know anything. If you pick up these books and start reading them, you'll know more than 99.9% of them. You don't have to look at the – and if you look at the original documents, that helps a lot too. Uh, the word is – or not the word. It actually happened. Dwight Garner. Who the hell is Dwight Garner? He's a little elitist snob who reads books for a living at the New York Times and writes um, – You know, he always praises the woke writers, always criticizes white men like himself, but that's not cool anymore being a white male. So he made fun of Jared Kushner's face, his dimples – his physical appearance. Since when does that have anything to do with the quality of a book, huh? So, all right, it's called Breaking History by Jared Kushner, son-in-law of President Trump. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to buy it. I look forward to it. Uh, what else am I uh, – are there any other good books about Trump out there right now? Um, most of the books are just, you know, they try to trash him. They're just – sometimes I read them so I can refute them. The other book I'm reading is Crime and Punishment, which is unbelievable. It's actually quite the page turner. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, let's see if I got anything else going on. Oh, and there's another. I'll wait to tell you about that later. Uh, somebody once told me that um, if you run in the morning, the best thing is uh, you tap right into the fat. You got to run before you eat breakfast. If you eat breakfast first, the energy that you get when you run is going to come right from the food. But if you eat before, I'm sorry, if you run before you eat, the energy that you use is going to come right from your fat. And so far, I'm actually seeing some progress, all right? I'm, you've heard me struggle with this before. Right now, officially, it's day two for me, all right? But the way I've worked it in my head, I've got 100 days, 100 days. A half a day is a half a percent. So I was successful this morning. That means 0.5%. Let's say I was trying to save a million dollars, a million dollars in the bank, right? A million dollars. What is 1% of a million dollars? $10,000. What is what is a half of 0.5% of a million? Is $5,000. I feel like I saved $5,000 this morning. And these are the little psychological tricks I'm playing uh, with myself uh, and well, a day and a half in it's working. Um, let's see here. Maria in Franklin square. Hi, Greg. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I haven't spoken to you in a while. I was wondering what happened to you. Uh, I never, I'm never able to get on cause you're very busy, but listen, I want to make this really quick because I know you're, going, you're running out of time. I have to tell you the story of what happened when I went to vote the last time I went. I have macular degeneration, which is an eye disease. I went to vote, and it was so embarrassing to think 
this great nation with all the modern technology, they couldn't have anything there for me to choose the person I wanted for president. I had to wait. People coming all around me, helping me, because they didn't have a computer that could help me. So everybody knew who I was voting for. And to top it all off, Greg, at the end, the machine got stuck. The paper was all mangled. They told me to go and put it through another machine. But it was so embarrassing and my God-given right to vote, I felt was like taken from me because I really believe my vote didn't count. Now, to think, in the United States of America, they don't have something for people with my issue and my disability? You think that's fair? Uh, you know, I never thought of that, and it sounds outrageous. Uh, you've got, uh, yeah, what do we do for blind people? What do we do with people with impaired vision? I would imagine that they kind of knew how to handle that, but uh, everybody was jumping through hoops and it disturbed you. But wait a second. You did vote, right? Officially you voted? I did vote, but I felt so cheated because the the paper got stuck mangled and there was all these people around me that knew who I was voting for. And I, Well, I wait was, a second. Was, how did they know you were voting for How did they know who you were voting for? Oh, I see. So they saw the ballot. Oh, yeah. They looked at everything that I was doing, and I thought it was so, I felt so bad. And this is in Long, this is in Long Island here, in, a, in a, a, a nice community, and this happens to a person, I felt cheated. And I'm hoping when I go to vote in November that I don't go through that, that situation. Well, you got to go with uh, go vote with a friend. Go vote with somebody you trust. They won't let you do that. They won't. You have to be by yourself. And oh man, they got a rule for everything. What? I know, but listen. When you go play lotto, they, you get a piece of paper and you fill in those little boxes. Yeah. You know, this is the way you have to vote in this country. They don't have computers that you go in, you push. You push a button. Oh, wait a second. No, 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 no. We like the paper. We like paper. We don't like computers, all right? What can they do with a computer? They can hack into the computer. They can play all kinds of games with the computer. I guess they, I prefer the paper. And by the way, so does Trump, all right? A paper, I think, is you can screw with it less than with the uh, the computer. I mean, can you reprogram a computer? I can't. All right, can I look at a paper ballot and understand it and you fill in the circle and all that kind of stuff? I can. I like the paper ballot. I don't like the computer. But you see, you have to understand my point, too. The embarrassment that I felt, it was like this right for me to vote was taken from me. Well, I know, but hold on. Maria, we don't know that. We don't know if it was taken from you. We don't technically know that, right? We don't. We don't. The people around me trying to fix this computer. Well, let's so just give the benefit of the doubt. Let's pretend that the computer broke. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. All right. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. All right. Maybe they really will. Look, paper gets mangled in computers. I've seen that stuff happen before. Everybody has. So don't, you know, what? This is to vote for the president of the 
reunited. All right, calm down. I know. So what? I mean, things happen. I don't want it to happen. I think it sounded like it was unpleasant. You shouldn't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, I mean, they, they, they didn't know what to do. Well, then they should be embarrassed. They're they're in the voting business. You're just dropping by. I mean, they should be embarrassed. Not you. Not you. All right, Maria, I got to go. It's great hearing from you again, okay? Give me a moment. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, the U.S. Open, right? Uh, Djokovic can't play, can't play tennis because he didn't get vaccinated. Is that because of the tennis organization or is it because of, uh, it's got to be the tennis organization, right? Yeah, it's the USTA's uh, policy. Yeah, you have to be vaccinated to enter the country. They also um, use the uh, United States policies as well with that. So because Djokovic is not vaccinated, all right, all right, you don't have to be. You don't have to be vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated to come into America. I guess so. Yeah. How about those people at the border? Are they checking that? Of course not. They're hassling everybody who's coming in the legal way at the airport. Meanwhile, come on in south of the border. They're not checking anybody there. For papers, for vaccination papers and cards. What a demented system. Wow. So, um, but I'll say this. Look, I got the vaccine and it's up to you. Uh, It's really up to you. I hate the mandate. I really do. Some situations, though, I find um, mm, confusing. Now, where is this? I hear Aaron Rodgers. He's the quarterback for what, Green Bay? Yes, correct. All right. And uh, this guy's high on his own supply because he... He took a psychedelic drug, and now he thinks he's like the smartest man who ever lived. Literally, he took a shroom or something like that, or he drank some weird tea, had a psychedelic experience, and now he can't shut up about it. So he puts that psychedelic into his system, but he would not put the vaccine into his system. And I hear he was sounding off about that. Do you have that handy? Uh, He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, we like Joe Rogan, uh, but with that guy... I'm not too sure. I'm just not too sure about Aaron Rodgers. Do you have that handy or no? It's okay. Forget it. Uh, The other thing I wanted to uh, play for you is, oh, Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke, I understand Democrats are in favor of abortion, but does this sound sane to you? Cut 18. Uh, As governor of Texas, would you allow for any restriction on abortion, including an up to partial birth abortion? Here's the way that, that I approach this, this issue. Listening to Dr. Barelli, um, Dr. Kumar, these extraordinary women who have just shared their stories. I trust women and their doctors to make their decisions about their body, about their health care, and about their future. I think that is the, the best, smartest, most constitutional, and most American, most Texan approach to If you talk like this, I guess it sounds very, very in touch, right? If you speak about women and women and their doctors and they'll make the right call and very constitutional. Is it really constitutional Uh, when you're how old? When you're a six month old baby fetus unborn, you can live outside the womb, right? You're viable. When is a when is a baby viable? Six months, seven months, something like that, right? He wouldn't say no restrictions whatsoever. Partial birth abortions are okay. And that guy's going to lose. I guarantee you Beto will lose for that and a whole hell of a lot of other stunts that he came up with. All right, you got that Aaron Rodgers thing handy? I do want to hear this. This is the quarterback who's not vaccinated. I have my problems with the vaccine. 
everybody should have the choice, but uh, he, this is the guy who took the psychedelic shroom and told everybody about it. And I don't think that's a good message coming from young athletes, right? Do you? Because of all the people like Mike Dedino who look up to these guys and wear their T-shirts and all that stuff and their numbers, go ahead. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? We're looking at it from after it's over. And so many people, they just bought the narrative that was being promoted by CNN and MSNBC and wherever, that if, the, if you get vaccinated, you can't get COVID, you can't spread COVID. That was the narrative. And that's my thing. Listen, I get it. Like, you want to test every everybody every day? Cool. Yeah. That's fine. You don't want to keep people safe if, if that's the benchmark for it. But as we look back now, let's not revise history. Let's not revise history on what actually happened and what was said. Because what was said was, you get the vax, you can't spread it or contract it. And no one seems upset that that was a lie, in, including Burks, who has said that she had always known that it was not going to stop transmission and it was not going to stop people from spreading it. I thought it said, is, I thought they said why? less likely, less likely to transmit. It's everybody's choice. Oh, shoot. Andrew, you've been on hold for a million minutes. I got to go, though. Andrew, what's the latest? Yeah, the, did you see the Denzel Washington movie Flight? It made me think of you. Not just the pilot aspect to see your how it was accurate, if you could flip it, but he went into recovery. And yeah, started. yeah. I saw the movie. I wasn't that crazy about it, but I definitely saw the movie. I like Denzel Washington. I didn't like the movie. It was overdone, over the top. Andrew, to be continued, I'll see you tomorrow.